A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It's Wednesday, which means our dear friend Donnie Meacham joins us from LA. Donnie, are you there? Hello, 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 hello. Wednesday. You always know I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Hang out with you, Rob. See your beautiful, shining face. You were adorable. We missed you last Wednesday. You were moving apartments. How did it go? What's the new space like? It's good. It's bigger. It's lovelier. But you always forget what a pain in the butt moving is. It really is. It's it's you. You also read like I have this much crap. <laughs> I know. You accumulate stuff, and you live pretty simple life, Donna. You don't have <laughs> tons and tons of stuff. Oh, I can see it on the Zoom. It looks nice. The living room looks nice. Hey, guess what I went to see last night? This musical called Almost Famous. Remember the movie yeah. with Kate Hudson? Cameron Crowe, the legendary director, has turned it into a Broadway musical. It opens tomorrow night, but I got in a little early. It's fabulous. Ooh. It rocks. Dare I say that Almost Famous on Broadway is even better than the film. Penny Lane's in it. All the characters you love. Honestly, Donnie, it was really, really great. Next time you're in New York, I'm going to take you. You know what it is? People that love music love this movie and people that love this movie will love this show did you love the movie 
I did love the movie. It's I have to watch it again. Yeah. It's, um, what was it? Twenty years. Twenty ago? years, maybe even longer. I was actually working for Kate Hudson at the time, so I was doing her PR in New York. A big publicist was in LA, but I was in New York, so I had to drag her around the TV shows. She was lovely. I mean, I did love Kate, but I kept thinking, "Oh my God, that's Goldie Hawn's daughter." That's all I could think about. I was such a big Goldie Hawn fan. If you're in New York, check out Almost Famous. It's better than the movie. Okay, what time is it, my friends? It is tea time. tea time. Big story at the top of the show. Tom Brady has done his first interview since the divorce. He's opening up since his divorce from Giselle on his own serious show. Tom discussed the personal challenges after filing for divorce. They filed for divorce on Friday. They got divorced on Friday. So normally it's not that fast, but they worked everything out. So by the time they filed, it was already a done deal. This tells us they've been working on this for a very long time. He said the following quote, the good news is it's a very amicable situation. I would say if it's not amicable, this divorce would go on forever. Look at Brad and Angelina. They're still fighting over the kids. So it's very amicable. And I'm really focused on two things now. One, taking care of my family and certainly my children. And secondly, doing the best job I can to win football games. He just won't stop with this football, will he? So he said, actually, that's what a professional does. They focus at work when it's time to work. And then when you come home, you focus on the priorities that are your home. That's actually not a bad definition of being professional. What do you think? And it's not a bad pro- not a bad definition at all about being professional, but it's just interesting that he throws football in there mm-hmm. with football being the reason his marriage <laughs> to Giselle ended. Mm-hmm. So it's like, buddy, clearly she was right in the fact that you couldn't put them first, that football always mm. came first in your life. It literally comes first in your interview. He did. I mean, really, basically, that's what he's saying. His first interview, and he's talking about football. He also talks about his parents, saying they taught him to do the right thing, and he wants to be a great father, and he's trying to do the right thing as well. He said, I always want to be able to hold my head high on and off the field. Once again, the field. It's all football with this guy. You know what, though? He chose this. There's new reports that he tried to save the marriage, but it was too little, too late. And so he knew this was coming. They've been together, or they were together, for I think 13 years, Donnie. And then this divorce was about six months in the making. They tried everything. He made it clear to Giselle that I'm not going to give up football. I love it. And she listened to him and said then I will make my decision. So maybe it is amicable. Yeah, I say it's amicable, but I think Giselle did what she had to do. And I think for him, it's sad to say because football's not going to be around forever. Mm. I mean, he will retire. He has to. His body eventually will give up. Playing football. And it's like, what's he going to have after Mm. that? I think he's going to look back and go, wow, did I give up my family, my wife, for something that is over You know, he must have thought about this, though. It was not a split decision. And part of me, this is going to be very unpopular, part of me admires it. Like, if you really do decide that your career is more important than anything else, then go and have your career. Where people get in trouble is when they're not honest with themselves and other people don't lead people on. If you said to Giselle early on, like, yes, we'll we'll have a lovely marriage, we'll have a beautiful house, we'll have lovely children, but my priority is going to be football, then she could have made that choice too. I don't think that was the case. I think she figured out slowly, very slowly, over, over a decade, actually, it took her to figure out... His priority was going to be football. Hey, this brings us to our poll. Question of the day. Tom Brady.
Brady has done his first interview uh, since the divorce. Now, let's be honest, it's Wednesday. They got divorced on Friday. So it's, it's a fast interview, Donny. Is this too soon to be talking about it? Go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow uh, to hear your results. Hey, Donny, what are you working on? Well, the New York City restaurateur, <laughs> Keith McNally, he is not letting his feud with James Corden go, but now he says he's done. Done. He's given up on the fact, he's given up after commenting about it several million times, <laughs> we must add. But apparently, you remember the whole feud about mm. Balthazar? Apparently, James Corden was really rude, and he called him out. And then James was like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then James comes back and goes, you know what? I didn't really do anything wrong. <laughs> James. James. So Keith is now saying that he banned him yes. and then he unbanned the yes. talk show host because James went on his late show for and apologized for his ungracious behavior. Mm-hmm. But he said that was enough. Enough. But then now he's going back and saying, wait, on a second viewing, <laughs> I found his TV confessional contrived and phony. <laughs> The actor will say anything to save his bacon, oh. a food reference, Ba-boom. very funny, from a restaurant tour. Mm-hmm. In the scheme of things, my opinion means nothing. But after Friday's interview and a second look at his fraudulent mm. confessional, I've given up on this James Corden so, for good. This is so much drama. The problem here is that James keeps changing his tune. So he made a horrible mistake. Let's call it a mistake. A horrible judgment error and he was rude to people in the restaurant got called out on it at first he denied it then he apologized in front of his parents on national tv and then he did another interview where he took the apology back so this back and forth james i've said it on the show before stop talking about this stop don't bathe in this don't moisturize in this story shake it off Wash it off. I think he's never going to stop. It's not a good look. Uh, it just looks so strange. It also looks to as if James can't actually now give an apology. If you're going to say sorry, mean it. Hey, moving along, Kanye West got into a heated argument with parents at Saints soccer game. So West actually got into an argument at his son's soccer game in Los Angeles and because it was in LA where you are Donnie it was all caught on camera footage has been attained by TMZ you know the moment the fight ended the the verbal fight you know they called TMZ yes oh of course immediately I've got some video for you and this is a posh school this is not my school my school would be rough this is a wealthy school so you know they've got the new iPhones everyone's got a phone they've got TMZ on speed dial so TMZ has got hold of the footage and it looks like it is a really nasty verbal argument that's happening a heated exchange with an unidentified individual on the sideline of a six-year-old's game now kim's there kim just sits in a chair she's like on a lawn chair surrounded by her own security and she doesn't even she doesn't look up kim doesn't even look up so after the disgraced designer stood around after this argument he then waves his arms in the air in frustration then a woman it's not kim maybe it's a family friend goes over to west and tries i guess to calm him down that doesn't work and he storms off so we don't have any sound on the video but we do have a visual lots of arms flying around lots of finger pointing lots of head shaking and then poof He's gone. Do you think every parent at that school is like the rest of us, just sick of Kanye West?
Oh, I bet you they are going to the, I don't know what the headmaster, principal, <laughs> whatever they call them, and just being like, look, it's not these kids' fault, but do you think there's a way we could ban him from oh. the school, let him not come here? Because this man is melting down, melting down right in front of our eyes, and it is getting sad. It's getting bad. When she start having tantrums in front of your six-year-old son? I mean, we've seen Kanye have tantrums on Twitter. We've seen him have tantrums on, on social media all the time. He's melting down. But to do it in front of your son, and I think Kim's approach is probably the best. She just doesn't, no, no longer involved. We're not together. He's him. I'm me. You don't have to judge me because of what he does or him because of what I do. We're two separate people. And Kim did not even get out of a chair. She didn't even get up. <laughs> I really love But rightfully so, she because it's fabulous. one of the, you don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. I think Kim's the bear here. Kim, just don't <laughs> poke Kim. Leave Kim be. Yeah. She's exhausted. She'll be running around in all those like Halloween costumes. And she's always in like those high shoes and those tight corsets. Kim just wants to sit down in a chair, a lawn chair. Chill. Mind the business. And he's screaming at everybody. Oh, it's annoying. Hey, what's going on with Zach Braff? I met him once. He's surprisingly attractive, may I say. He is. He's very tall. He's got very big tall. nose. Yes, big nose. He's, Lots of hair. Yeah. Lot bushy. Very like fur. Yes. Well, Florence Pug, who's in the new movie, Don't Worry Darling, That's with right. Harry Styles. She fell out, didn't she, with um, yes. Olivia oh, Wilde? With Olivia yeah. Wilde, yes. yeah. Because mm-hmm. apparently Florence and Harry dated first. Oh. There's a whole rumor about oh. it. And then Olivia dated. Oh, drama. drama. Anywho, Florence Pug also dated Zach Braff. Yes. So she gets the good boys. And she says that Zach taught her an important lesson about fame. Oh. Basically. Basically, how to navigate stardom. She's only 26 years old. She's British, mm. so you love her. My favorite. She, she credits Zach for teaching her to keep her nose out of the comments when the conversation is about her. Ooh. She says, going from no one talking about you and then suddenly everyone talking about you is a jarring experience. Hmm. I get it. It would be mad for me to say that stuff doesn't affect me. Of course it does. But she navigates it by seek, not seeking out the negative. It's so much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But you can't read that stuff. Don't read it. So true. It's like those comments on Facebook. Don't read Don't them. Don't read them. I did it at the beginning of my career, and it just made me feel really sad. So always so mean. Uh, my husband, Bruce, is, is new to social media, to Instagram. Bruce loves the comments. He's reading all of them. Oh. I tell him, don't do it. And then don't he points them it. out, too. Says, oh, someone, so-and-so said this. So-and-so said that. I know. I'm like, I don't want to know. I know I'm careful with the comments. But are, are you careful, Donnie, with the comments? I don't want to discourage the naughties from leaving comments. I do read the comments on the podcast. I do read the comments on the podcast. But on some social media posts, I skim them. Let's put it like that. I skim them very carefully. Chelsea Handler once told me, if you ignore the bad, you've also got to ignore the good. You've got to ignore all of it. I'm not that famous, so it's pretty easy for me to ignore it. But, Donnie, if somebody says something that you don't like, you hold a grudge, my friend. I do, and it is sad, especially when I first started out doing more like TV stuff and everything. Everybody has something. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone. So, and it could be a hundred comments that were like, "You were fabulous. (laughs) Look at you. Skin's glowing." Glowing. (laughs) Two comments that were like, "Who's this old hag?" Oh, look at that big nose on her. Yeah. (laughs) That's the ones that stick with you, which is sad. And I don't know why our brains are wired that way. It's so sad. A friend of mine had a play on Broadway and he got a rave in the New York Times. Some blogger said they didn't like it. The only thing he spoke about for six months was not the rave in the New York Times, but a blogger 
who didn't like his play. And every time he had a drink, he said, can you believe that blogger didn't like my play? I said, you've got to stop. I know. It's wild. It's wild, isn't it? We do that in life, don't we? I'm not going to focus on the negative anymore. Brush it off. Not going to listen to it. Just focus on all the good stuff. Hey, quickly, before we get a break, Prince Harry is now planning to travel to England over the holidays. Ooh, Ooh that's going to be an intense Christmas, isn't it? Because he intends to explain why he wrote his book Spare. So the Daily Mail are reporting that he's flying to the UK to promote his book, but he's also going to meet with the family and explain it a little too late. If you're promoting it, that means the thing is ready to come out. And so it's a little too late to to explain this. Now, the Mirror, they're saying that he's not going. So I hit the phones. And my sources said, the reason we're getting conflicting reporting here is that they haven't made their mind up yet. They have been invited to the Royal Family Christmas holiday at Sandrington. That's where they always go. It's magnificent. But they have not yet decided. That's got to be harsh to walk into that room, Donna. Oh, you know, I wouldn't blame him if he went because he need. I think he needs to brace them for impact. Yes. And just say, you know, sweetie, you know, this is for you, Kate yes. and William. There's a, a chapter. There's a few there. things you won't like, William. Yeah, yeah. Kate, yeah. you shouldn't I read this. It's like the comment it. section. Don't yeah. read this book. That's what I tell them. Yes. I'd meet with yeah. them. I'd brace them. It's not a book for you. It's a bit boring. Yeah. Don't bother. It's, no. no, it's fine. Maybe. It's nothing. Yeah. That's what he'll say. Mm. It's just a little. Don't bother reading it. Yeah. It's a no. little blog. A little I barely blog mention books. you. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. When that book comes out, <gasps> Harry, get on a fast plane back. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back ourselves. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Bob Shooter with our dear friend Donnie Meacham. Hey, Donnie, let's get to the polls. Da, da, da. Da, 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 so, da. Prince William, oh, thank you, Donnie, you're so extra. <laughs> Prince William and Kate hope to break the cycle of the heir and the spare with, that, with their children. Well, let me explain here. So the heir is the one to the throne, the spare are the other kids. And historically, these kids have just sat around with nothing to do, nothing really in life to look forward to. They just sit there waiting in case anything happens to the heir. Kate and William are determined that's not going to happen with their children. And they're going to make sure they have their own careers, their own jobs. They're going to be educated. They're going to be independent people in the world outside of the monarchy. That's the plan. Our question was, is this possible? Oh, let's have a look. 50-50, right down the middle. I think it's a good idea. The thing is, though, they can never really step away from their legacy, from their history. You know, they're in line to the British throne. And although the chances of them getting it are very, very small, their brother George is getting it. You know, I I think it's good to to focus on something else. So we are with the 50% who said, yes, it's positive. Maybe we're being optimistic. Don't forget to vote on today's poll. Go to our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob or our Facebook page, which is Naughty Gossip and be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. And now it's time for our nicest of the day. The nicest of the day, nicest, honestly, of the year, the (laughs) millennium. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer. She's just fabulous. She reacted to Ariana Grande dressing up as her for Halloween. (laughs) So Ariana Grande dresses up as Jennifer Coolidge's character in the film Best in Show. Love it. Which is a campy little movie. If you have not seen it, please (laughs) do yourself a favor and watch it. Hilarious. Well, then Coolidge tucked to the comment section of Ariana's Instagram and said, This is effing great, as only Coolidge Mm. would say. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then she goes back and she goes, I was going to go as the young boy's pet weasel from The Watcher. <laughs> Very random. But now I think I'm going to go as Ariana Grande's dog to Luis. To Luis. Like to Luis Lautrec. I think it's named after the painter. Oh, that's so cute. Donnie, did you dress up for Halloween? I did not because this weekend I was still moving oh, and too busy, putting things darling. in. You're busy a man around darling. town now. I know you're so busy. busy All of a sudden, darling. what do your friends think? You used to always be available. I could text you anytime, any day, and you'd be there. Now you've got a life, and it makes me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, my friends just—they're always texting like, "Do you want to go out?" I go, "No, no I've got a life. Sweetie, I've got a job. I got I've got busy. responsibilities." Yeah, we're all adulting now, isn't it? Okay, let's do our That's naughties rough. of the day. Naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> Matthew Perry is our naughtiest. For revealing a sex shame. So he has an ugly secret. The first two times he tried to have sex, he couldn't do it because he was so wasted. Years later on, after fearing for a long time that he had like a sexual problem, he realized that there is a correlation between booze and your private parts. So maybe one glass of wine can help things along. Two bottles does not. It does not yeah. help things in the romance department. I'm glad he finally figured it out. Let's end with a moment of Rob. You get a Rob, you get a Rob, you, you get, get a, rob, a you rob. Get a rob. I love this quote. It's from Brad Pitt. He said, no more excuses. Take responsibility for your mistakes and your choices. I often made a lot of excuses. When things were going great, it was because I made good choices. When things were going bad, it's because everybody else was out to get me. Rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Take responsibility for your choices and then you will make better choices. And that's what it is all about. Thank you so much for making the choice to listen to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Donnie Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And remember, all together now, if you're going to be naughty, you've got to be Nice. nice. Take care, everybody. Pip, pip. It's naughty but nice with Rob. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility a new season of bridgerton is here and with it a new season of bridgerton the official podcast i'm your host gabby collins and this season we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton watch season three of the shondaland series on netflix then fall in love all over again by listening to bridgerton the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. 
Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. 